Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When they went, they did not find the body of the, of the Lord Jesus. And while they were perplexed about this, two men stood by them, dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened, they bowed their faces to the ground. And the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Dear friends of Christ, have you ever traveled through a tunnel, you know, maybe through a mountain? I remember going through a mountain pass, and, and it's kind of unsettling as you go into those tunnels into a mountain. And uh, those tunnels, some people have phobias about them. And, and they, as soon as they get in, they're, they're long, they're narrow, and uh, they, you feel like you're trapped, uh, people, especially people who are claustrophobic. And, and, of course, then it's so long, and they're, they're so narrow, and it's so dark, and you don't see the light on the other end. And then you enter into it, and you can't see the light from which you came. You know, it's, it finally, finally, then you see an opening ahead, the light. The season of Lent from Ash Wednesday to Easter is like a dark tunnel. And we travel through that every year. The tunnel gets darkest on Good Friday. That's when it's the darkest. And we call it the service of darkness. It's very solemn. It's serious. It's, 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 a, it's somber. And Lent reminds us of all that. Lent reminds us uh, who Jesus claimed to be and what Jesus had to do to save us. But Lent also reminds us who we are. And so we spent the whole season talking about that, that we're sinful and that we need to turn to God and return to the Lord our God because we're broken, that he had to suffer and die. Lent reminds us of our spiritual condemnation, that we deserve to be condemned to eternal damnation. And Lent reminds us of all that, that Jesus then, the Lamb of God, comes to save us. If we have any hope of living beyond this life, we need a Savior. We have to have a Savior. And we need a sacrifice. On Monday, Thursday, that sacrifice was revealed. On Monday, Thursday, in the night in which the Jews were to prepare the Passover lambs for the Passover, Jesus is being prepared for slaughter, the Lamb of God. His blood would flow on Good Friday, and as the Lamb of God, Jesus then gives us His body and blood. And on that night, He says, this is my body, this is my blood, take and eat for the forgiveness of your sins. It was a dark tunnel he'd have to travel through. It was a dark tunnel. It'd only get darker on Good Friday. And then on Good Friday, there we learn how much he loved us as they take him to the cross and they nail him there. We learn how much he was willing to endure for us, how much he was willing to suffer for us. We learn how he died for us with that great flow of blood. And we watch him die in our place. Yes, it was a dark tunnel. But there was light ahead. So this morning, as the sun rises, a light shines on the message of God's Word, a message of hope, a message of resurrection, a message of God's love for you. And this Easter morning, we follow Mary Magdalene. So let's follow Mary Magdalene to the tomb. It's early in the morning, like it is right now. And so our theme, from dark night to gray dawn, 
to glorious light. Our text begins, while it was still dark. While it was still dark. Not only describes the night sky that morning, it described what Mary Magdalene, the gloom of darkness she was feeling in her soul because she just lost her Savior. They were grieving. Can you imagine the darkness she must have felt? You see, she'd been following Jesus. She's been following Jesus the whole time that Jesus was with the disciples. She traveled with them. Some people say that she was the one who bankrolled the whole ministry. Mary Magdalene loved her Savior, was committed to Him, traveling with Jesus. She'd seen all His miracles. She'd heard Him preach. She believed every word. She even received a miracle. Do you remember that? Luke tells us that Jesus had removed seven evil spirits from her soul. Seven demons. Yes, she was invested. A genuine love for her Lord, and he's now dead. Not only dead, it was a dark way in which he died. It was bloody. Condemned, tortured, sacrificed. And then to deal with the black, the pitch black of Calvary was just, it's just too much to bear. And her heart was as dark as the grave that they laid Jesus. It was a dark night. It was a dark tunnel. And when they buried Jesus, they buried all her hopes with Him. Have you ever been hopeless? If He was dead, then He couldn't be your Savior as much as she had loved Him and believed in Him. Indeed, she was traveling through a dark tunnel. And through the dark, hopeless tunnel, she traveled and it was only to get longer and darker. There was no light. There was no end in this tunnel. Only despair. Only grief. And if it wasn't bad enough that they'd put him in the grave, now she arrives to the tomb and someone had stolen his body. Her, the one she loved... Her last act of love to anoint him, anoint his body with oils had been robbed from her. Have you ever walked through life, through the dark tunnel of life? Have you ever thought it couldn't get any darker? And then it did. Got worse. We've all suffered through the dark night. It comes perhaps with health concerns. It comes from a freshly uh, dug grave. That dark night when it appears that life's day-to-day struggles just aren't ever going to end. Or perhaps the dark night comes from the burden of past sins, the burden of past, uh, and all the guilt from mistakes, bad choices that you've made in the past that are affecting how you do and how you function today. And coming back to haunt you, the choices you made in the past affect your present. We've all dealt with those times in life where there's no light, no exit, 
only despair. Dear friends, look up. The tunnel may be dark, but let's follow Mary Magdalene from the dark night into the gray dawn. The saying's true, night or dawn, uh, night is often darkness, uh, darkest just before the dawn. However, as sunrise nears, darkness must yield. The sunrise must come. It happens every day. And that's why the psalmist reminds us, weeping will remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. In the morning, in that first glimmer of sunlight, in that first moment of hope where there's a, just a little bit of light on the horizon. And of course, for Mary Magdalene, it was the time, that first ray of light, when she saw that the stone had been rolled away. Just a glimmer of light. Just a glimmer of hope. But through her tears, she couldn't see what, lied, what laid in front of her. Through her tears, she chose to focus on the darkness. Though God's promise was right before her eyes, in her darkness she couldn't see it. Because she was broken and scared. Sometimes that's the way we are. Sometimes that's what darkness does to us. The darkness stands right before us, and there's a light of God's promise, and it's always ahead. And sometimes we don't see that light, and we don't see the hope, and we don't focus on that. We just focus on the darkness. We choose to live in that darkness. Jesus had told Mary, in fact, he told all the disciples, for that matter, that he was going to rise. He told them very clearly I'm going to be buried three days. I'm going to come back to life. They should have all been, they should have all been expecting this. And then they weren't. No, they, when they saw the bloody mess, the darkness of Good Friday, they chose to stay in that darkness. They chose to live there in the pain and hurt. She chose to embrace her fears and let those fears overwhelm her instead of, instead of confessing, Christ is risen! Christ is risen indeed. And instead, she thought, who stole the body? Who took my Lord? Why didn't she see the light? The tunnel was too dark. Just too long. Too much to overcome. And there were other women who traveled in the darkness that morning too. And they all heard the same message from the angel, and they all felt the same darkness of despair. And they were all confused. Was there hope? Was there really light that morning? Could he really be alive? After all that darkness, could the resurrection really be true? You know, there are moments when we doubt. And God has come to you with his promises. He has. And in the midst of your darkness, you say, I don't know, I don't know. It's awful dark. How can the promises be in this kind of darkness? How can they stand? And so his promises fall on deaf ears and on cold hearts because we're not seeing, we're not, we're not understanding the darkness. It keeps us from being able to embrace the hope. The hope that God's placed right in front of you. The promise that's right in front of you. 
Or perhaps you've heard someone, you've heard the promise and you believe the promise, but then a short while later the reality of this world just comes crashing in and once again the reality of this life has dimmed your joy. And you come here this morning and you sing with confidence. I know that my Redeemer lives, the words of Job. I know that my Redeemer lives, and you sing with confidence, but then life happens, and you're not so confident. The pain of life can keep us from clinging, from believing. Our problems can prevent us from seeing the light, and that tunnel is just too dark. It's too deep, it's too long to allow the light of hope. Dear friends, I want you to look up. And yes, the tunnel is dark. But I want you to follow with Mary Magdalene through the dark tunnel into the gray dawn, into the glorious light of dawn. Oh, how wonderful it is when we finally see the light. The magnificent one by faith, we embrace that light and we embrace the promise and we embrace the reality of knowing who we are and what He's made us to be. How comforting it is when we cling to those promises and are refreshed. And the light shines on us. And when we allow ourselves to do that, the tunnel doesn't seem so dark. You know, when we're seeking answers, the Son of God appears and He comes to us in His glorious light. He says, I've got answers for you. And of course, God's truth then comes and God's truth floods our soul, teaches us joy. And the angel's message was one of joy. He's not dead. He's risen. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. Yes, if by faith. If by faith we can make it through the dark night and hold on through the gray dawn, the glorious light will shine in our souls. It just took one, one word from the lips of Jesus to allow Mary to see the light. One word, Jesus from his own lips said, Mary, she recognized his voice. She knew who he was. And immediately the darkness melted away. And there he was, Jesus alive. And you could see her excitement. Rabboni, Master! How many times do we allow ourselves to get all caught up in the darkness of this world? How many times do we allow ourselves to get all caught up in the, in the darkness of doubt and despair and we think the darkness is going to last forever? And we think the grief and sadness will never go away. It's not ever going to have an end. The tunnel's just too dark. But we don't realize how quickly God's light can shine on things. How quickly the glorious light can shine on us to give our problems a different perspective. But we don't realize how faith embraces all that. In the promise of light, how that changes everything. You know, three words dry our tears. Three words come to give us assurance. Christ is alive. He lives. That dark tunnel cannot remain dark when the light of Easter shines.
Now, don't you see? This Easter victory is your victory. The light of Christ is your light. This Easter morning has arrived and Jesus, on Good Friday, had already defeated death. Uh, on Easter morning, when the sun rose, He'd already defeated your sin. He'd already defeated the darkness. It was finished. It was done by Easter morning. He was a victor and the empty tomb just, just proves it. The light shines. Your debt's paid. 100% your sin's behind you. God loves you. You are His child. He claims you. And where there is darkness, there is now light. Where there was hopelessness, there is hope. Do you remember Good Friday, for those of you who came on Good Friday? We showed that picture of the Agnus Day, which is with the, the lamb on a slab preparing for slaughter. And in the background, remember the dark, the dark background? The darkness. Well, the glorious light of God's love extinguishes the darkness of your sin, the dark tunnel of Christ's journey. And now Christ reigns, and one day we will reign with Him. And our Savior has said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Do you believe that? Whoever walks with me will never walk in darkness, but will live in the light of light. Do you believe that? Easter proves God keeps His word. So come out of the dark night. Don't stay in the gray dawn, that gray dawn of doubt, but live in the glorious light of Easter. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.